Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Hello, iHeart listener. We have a confession to make. Both iHeart and this commercial you're listening to right now would probably sound a heck of a lot better on the new Roku Pro Series TV. It's got side-firing speakers that fill your room with sound, Dolby Atmos audio that puts you right in the middle of the entertainment, and the ability to pair seamlessly with your home theater sound systems that already have surround sound and booming bass. If all that sounds too good to be true, it'll sound even better on the new Roku Pro Series. Your hearing isn't better. Your TV is. Hey, everybody. This is Wheezy, and I'm here to thank our sponsors for today, Adam and Eve. Now, you guys have heard us do ads with them before, but I want to tell you, I bought some really cool new stuff from them, and I am off of my Instagram ad shit. I'm buying all my little lingerie from Adam and Eve. So Adam and Eve is a sex toy company, right? They sell a bunch of shit, lube, toys, butt plugs, strap-ons, sex swings, but I've recently purchased some really cute lingerie for them. You know, a little special event, like a threesome, a birthday, whatever, a Tuesday, and you get 50% off with our code WD50. So when you select your item in the cart at 50% off, you also get three free DVDs plus a free mystery gift. And to top it all off, they give you free shipping on top of your order. They give you literally everything but the dick and the pussy that you need. Go to adamandeve.com right now. Use our code WD50 at checkout. That's WD50. Support our show. Love us. Listen. Get inspired. Buy some nasty shit for yourself, someone else, whoever, and tell us about it. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to Horrible Decisions. My what name is Weezy. What it do? What it do, pussy hoe? This now, your girl, Mandy. I actually wanted to start this episode off a little bit different. And I hope you guys like it. And for those of you that don't, fuck you. I feel like a lot of us need some love and light. I don't know how long ago the Nipsey funeral would have been from um, when you listen to this. But... You know, a lot of people on the internet just seem to be more unified, and I feel like there's a chance that we could have all forgotten about that now. But the biggest takeaway from Nipsey's funeral, I think, that made me uh, curious is what will people say when I'm gone? You know, we all are wondering what effect we will have on people when we're gone. And you may not need to hear this, but if you do, there are many. And I just want to set like some reminders for you guys to keep your spirit and your energy clear so that you can have that effect on people when you are gone. One... I think all of us should be kind. We can talk that talk, but you really have to walk the walk. It's so easy to say that, you know, we're being good or we're doing good. But doing something kind for someone you know is great 
doing something kind for someone that you don't know is even greater, making sure you extend yourself, whether it be small fucking things like a dollar out of your pocket or giving food away when you leave a restaurant, just being kind to other people that you don't know. It's a great way to just spread that energy and get it back in your life. The second one I have is to make amends, apologize, and I think forgive. I think it just makes no sense to watch people die and know that there might be something left unsaid or something you wish you could have fixed. So it takes a lot to humble ourselves and realize when we're wrong. But, you know, take those mistakes as growth and, and feel good about them. And it takes a lot of forgive. But when you do it, mean it. If, you know, you and your boyfriend are fighting or you and your friend are fighting or you and a family member, like when you say you forgive them and you're over it, let that shit go because it's really small. And the last thing that I want to say that's really good to clean and renew your spirit is saging showering whatever your ritual is my ritual for cleansing my soul is a gratitude journal just putting some things down that I'm grateful for um, even when it's very hard to find gratefulness in those you know like the, I remember the day specifically after our therapy episode or the day before the therapy episode I was so angry um, and I had to write something down that I was grateful for in Mandy or in our podcast just to uh, make sure that I can cleanse myself from that bullshit. And and sometimes we all have to do that. It's hard to find something we're grateful for. But, you know, even if you have to say it out loud right now, make sure you do that. These kinds of things, these small things will really help you just be a better person, get that energy in the room to your friends or whoever. And I think that we can all then be someone like a Nipsey Hustle if we live ourselves and live our life that way. Yeah, something that um, Lauren London did when she actually... Um, read the text message that she sent to him while he was sleeping. Um, that touched me dearly, but it's when I saw that, it was funny because that's something that I actually do um, with my friends. Um, I, I say it all the time. I, I just love the people who are in my life currently. Um, I've had some pretty sour friendships in the past, and not really. Like I, I feel like everyone, like I'm still friends with so many people, um, but there, there are times like it'll literally be like a Wednesday afternoon and I'll be at work and I'll just text someone like, you really make me happy and I'm so glad to have you in my life. Thank you. And it's a great my thing friends, to do to my show friends, friends yeah, my friends. And then I call them a pussy asshole after just so they don't think you know i got soft on the asses but i mean we all show affection I, I in different ways that with, yeah i definitely do, do that with my friends from time to time i've I always them. appreciated hearing i love you and like giving hugs like hugging people is such a big deal like i love to hug people when i first meet them like it's crazy whenever we go into venues and like we meet a house manager or someone helping us like i feel like hugging gives a different connection and like i, I want to always make sure that people feel that for me yeah. and especially when you mean it you know what i'm saying so yeah. like someone who is a friend saying i love you or telling them why you appreciate them I it's think crazy it's- H- hugs to me don't i don't know they they don't hold much weight with me so but that's because like when me and my sister used to argue growing up my mom used to be like okay now hug it out and i'd be like all right like to, it's some bullshit eight seconds is awkward but yeah. actually it's funny the therapist made us hug yeah and i, I like i hugs to me was well you cried after the hug during the hug so maybe you did feel something hugs can nah, when you, they make you i'm something. telling you now i don't really like hugs that's just me, though. I, I'm not a hug person, but that's just from growing up. That's Hugs to me just aren't... I don't know. I, I like words of affirmation, um, and I like I like people to, to have actions. Um, I don't know. That That's just... I don't know. Hugs to me, eh, I don't know. I think it, all of those things are good, but I, I just think hugs is, is a forgotten form of um, showing that you, you care. Yeah. I guess I wanted to start um, with a quick catch-up. Um, do you... Are, 
you got anything that you've done this past week or anything that was fun or no actually i'm like working on spring cleaning because i've been watching marie kondo mm. have you watched it yet on no. netflix tidying up no i so, haven't first of all she doesn't even speak english the whole shit is like subtitles she's japanese oh, God. and I she, she helps people like clean their fucking house but i mean it's dope she has this black family and they so lit and um, are you getting like are, are there certain things that you're just getting rid of and why Okay, so she lives on some super minimalist shit. And I've also been watching or reading something talking about how 100 items is all or 150 items is all we need. Now, I can't live off date. Right. But I counted literally how how many pieces of makeup I threw out and it was 76 and the bin was still full. Makeup. Okay. So clearing out the bathroom and then clothes was really hard. Right. So some of the clothes I threw up on Poshmark and I was like, you know what? I'm going to donate some of this money and do something good with it. Why not? I'm not, you know, working nine to five. I should do this. But it was really hard, like giving up shit that I've had good memories in, like thought dresses. Marie Kondo says, when you release something, you thank it for the good time that you've had and you let it go. And I legit looked at this glittery ass dress and I said, I haven't worn you in two years, but bitch, we've gotten fucked in this dress together. Thank yeah, you. that's. But how many things do you have that like you don't fit it's, anymore? It's well, I've They're I wouldn't call big. it spring cleaning, but yeah, I've thrown so many not thrown away um there's a a clothes bin right outside my house Good. so i've gotten i've donated pretty much all my big girl clothes um and then a lot of my friends who are bigger than me now they all be like oh bitch i know you can't fit that shit no more go ahead and throw that shit over here <laughs> so um yeah i've gotten rid of a lot of clothes but i feel now unfortunately my shopping habit has increased with the weight loss because i now am able to just go in and different stuff <clears throat> Things that I could never, like, fucking fit yeah. before. Like, boyfriend jeans, and I'm back to, like, the crop tops and things without stretch. And, like, there's, like, these white linen pants. Like, the idea of linen pants. My thighs were not fitting in linen pants before. So, like, there's so many things that, that I'm you just, can, like, like wear all these things. that I can wear now. I didn't so I'm think excited. about until you said, you said this last year, but you were, like, talking about boots. And I was like, damn, you Boots, bitch. I got thigh high boots in my That's closet crazy. lit. So, like, all, so I feel like I've been... Like in a in a shopping craze lately, I haven't really been because shopping of that. like crazy. I've been like, um, what was I gonna say? And then with our tour, Getting bitch, I feel like we shit. get to dress up. The and tour has been really, really fun to shop for, and I don't for. really go out, so I think it's fun um, to do that. Um, the makeup has been fun on the tour. I like, just had it's funny because one of the one of the episodes we we recorded, we talked about memories, um, and we brought, brought about uh, sex memories. But this past weekend, I had probably the time of a life. Um, I went to Dreamville Fest, and for anyone who knows, y'all know I'm a Duke fan, but I'm also a, a diehard J. Cole fan, Dreamville, J.I.D., Earth Gang, blah, blah, blah. Did you Everybody was in there. So, yeah, let me, let, me, let, me, let me tell the story. So, real quick, I don't want y'all to get excited because it's not going to happen every city. So, I posted the flyer for the Dreamville um, concert, and... I'm like, yo, I ain't never been to rally, and y'all know I like Duke. I need someone to show me the campus. So I know one of the ball players, but that nigga went back home on Friday. So I was like, nigga, do you know anybody else? So he didn't know anybody like that could just like give me a tour. So one of our listeners oh, dope. actually hit me and was like, I can give you a, a campus tour. Um, shout out to G. She's actually a PhD student there. I know that's right. Becoming a doctor. Shout out to you, girl. Um, listening to your whole show like, at the same time. Listen, love. She's been listening since almost the beginning. So G was like, "Yo, like I'll show you the campus tour. Like I'm off that day. Like you know, I'll take you around." 
So I was like, all right. So I invited her for breakfast because, bitch, the airport food was too expensive. I was like, I'm just going to starve till I land. So I was going to go to Flying Biscuit. And she's like, oh, well. I'm the opposite. If I'm hungry, I'll pay anything. Oh, nah, bro. I was like, I'm going to sleep anyway. Like, I, I ain't going to feel how, how hungry I am on the flight. Uh-uh. So I landed and went straight to Flying Biscuit. And she came and picked me up from the fucking airport, too. So here go my homegirl. Bitch, you so white. Just going to hop in a stranger car, bitch. Bro, and I'm like, I got like people online. And she's like so then I'm telling my homegirl and I'm like but I would've did be, it she's like but she, I was like but she's about to be a doctor and here go my friend that means she'll know how to drain your blood and take you apart and I'm just like <laughs> what are you doing so I shared my location with her as, as I was walking up to, to, to G's car I um I can't believe she picked you up from the airport picked That's me up from sweet. the airport and everything I gave her um my I gave my homegirl the license plate she's like here go my Duke badge you can take a picture of it so we went to the Duke campus, um, went around, went to the to the Duke Museum, um, basketball museum, loved it, spent too much money on fucking Duke fucking apparel because I love Duke, um, went to the Kraskeski the Center, sorry, Coach K, um, couldn't get into the Cameron Stadium, so I feel like I'm going to have to go back and get into the motherfucking Cameron Stadium, and I'm like, next year, bitch, you come here, I need tickets, and I'm going to come with my face painted, and I just want to be a Duke crazy Your one face time. painted? Yes, and go, like and like all of that. Blue Why do and white do face? That? Because that's what they do in Cameron. They're Cameron crazies. I want to be a Cameron crazy. I was like, that's like no. They like man. jump up and down there. They're oh. super loud. It's like the craziest. You know, I'm about to be like, you know, that's no, very disrespectful. I'm not doing Native American Native American bullshit. They just get really loud in the Cameron. Um, <laughs> shut up, the Cameron Stadium. So I want to do. I want to do that. So, anyways, my homeboy. Shout out. Oh, real quick. Shout out to Rory. Fucking came and got me at the motherfucking door for Duce Palooza. Was treated like motherfucking VIP in another city. I was like, thank you. Then went up there and was like, oh, bitch, we're in New York. Of course, a fucking other party outside and we in New York. Also, shout out to Brother from the DC show who came on stage and did the position on me. Oh, yeah. He was the fucking bartender. Bitch, in Raleigh, North Carolina, he came to the DC show. He's like, so you all remember me? And bitch, I looked at my friend. And I didn't like, cause I never know. Did I fuck this nigga? Like, I hate when a nigga be like, yo, remember me? I really. Did he look like somebody you would fuck? He kind of looked like one of them niggas from Travis Porter. <laughs> so I was like, maybe. We close to Atlanta. Like, I know. You fuck one of them Travis Porter? No, I ain't fuck none of them niggas. Oh. They too short for me. But he looked like a Travis Porter nigga. So he was like, brother. He called yeah. his name brother from the DC show. Anyways, had a great time at Duce Palooza. If you're able to go, check out a Duce Palooza. It's a fucking good ass, black ass time. So, anyways, the next day, my homeboy Zeno gets me passes. He's in Big Sean's camp. Lit. Nigga, we got our goddamn bands. That shit said artists. So, me and my homegirl, we pull up and we like, bitch, let's see the access that we have with this pass. <laughs> bitch, all access. We got fucking everywhere. Artist compound, on stage, backstage, in the front of the stage. We wasn't, it was 40,000 people. Bitch, I said it was about 20 there because I ain't run back. I ain't getting no crowds. Like, y'all was sweating? Bitch, I ain't sweat. We ain't fuck up our shoes to the very end because it was muddy because it rained the day before. Super dope. I do want to give or let y'all know, um, nonetheless, that Big Sean in person is goddamn gorgeous. He looks really cute, just tiny. Bitch. But he's not that I tiny. I saw I, so him I had at on, one oak. I had on sneakers, so he was like a little... He would have been an exception, and bitch, the BDE... I did see him at one oak, but he was sitting. BDE like a motherfucker. Beautiful, so Short I got a picture with... Dicks. Dog, not all of them. Well, I, I wouldn't know. I don't really fuck with them, because they're little. I, but, any short dude I've been with had a thick dick. Man, and 
if y'all Google Big Sean's dick, I think his dick pic leaked, and it's like down to his knee. But the energy was there. He was just so Kicks fucking. In. He was so fly. Shout out, Boz did a great set. Um, shout out to Black as well. They fucked up his motherfucking sound, but I love Black. Um, and so I got to catch up with him since I haven't seen him since September. Since I the know release a few people that went to Dreamville, and I was just so thinking, good. Like, everyone had so much fun, and I was thinking like, you so know, it's sad good. that like we support a festival like Coachella. I, I refuse to go to Coachella because I think it's been made a spectacle. And, and you know me, so, I've, I've, I've been at so festivals good. for years. But then know that that's a black ass festival. Black, like, wait, black ass festival, first time festival. Right. It was so organized. I was like, they had the passes just like Coachella, like that you swipe and scan, like yeah, you had NFC to scan bands. to go through things. It was so well organized. I think a few people had a, com- a few complaints about the food lines, and I know the Wi-Fi did suck when we. But bitch, we in the sticks, we in rally. You know what kind of sucks, like. I had a Wi-Fi complaint. I, w- I went to Mystery Land. I used to go with Dub like three years straight. I think There's we went. So many people. And bro. it was like, How? what How? do you expect, bro? We used to go to fucking. It's called Bethel Woods, New York, where Woodstock is, and bro. people would talk about the Wi-Fi. And I'm like, why bro. do you care? There was literally. Enjoy well, I cared. Moment. If I'm buying merch, not only that, I felt a little rich, so a bitch bought the goddamn denim jacket. Why would you care about Wi-Fi on a music festival with your friends? Because when I'm paying with my card. The Wi-Fi is needed so that the those, band. Okay, so what I know about the line. bands is you load the band, you preload your band. No, and... th- that's not how they did that. Okay. There was no money. Like you used your cards there. Um, Bur- Brooklyn Mirage actually does that. Brooklyn Mirage has a setup. I've been to some stuff there too. They have a setup. You like load your shit. And yeah, it's like... I wish. Well, they weren't that high tech. It was high tech, but not that high tech. But Look, it for was first time festival to be good. It was a good. The weather was perfect. It was a good ass time. Um, every set paid homage to um, Nipsey Hussle, which was amazing. And I will say, if you guys have not seen her live, and I got the pleasure of meeting her and Junie after the show, we was chatting, cool as fuck. Tiana Taylor performed her, like, I listened to Tiana Taylor. She downloaded it onto my music. I, I, lo- I like a couple of her songs, but seeing her live, because I know they, cut, they kicked Jeremiah off the tour, and I was like, what is Tiana Taylor going to do by herself? She... Performed. I thought the opposite. Like no other bitch I had never seen in my goddamn life. I was like, life. he acting like she acting like, or he was acting like he she needed him. I mean, but if you look at She's the, if you look at like Jeremiah got some goddamn hits. Like he, he been doing hits, this shit. But like you're watching a performance with Tiana. She dances. I've never seen her perform oh. like in live. Bitch, she made my pussy wet. I ain't even gonna hold She's you. Hot as fuck, bro. Her abs, her butt, her energy, her face. How she's super into the goddamn. Oh, my God. And then she was just such a sweetheart after. Like, we got to... Oh, she was so amazing. Something with this funny about Tiana. I always say, like, I don't really like abs on women. And nah, she's the only she, one. Because I ugh. think sometimes when someone's too cut, it's gross. But she's one of the only people was, that is, like... She was just dope. She's super like, super high. dope. And then Meek Mill came out for J. Cole's performance. It was dope. I got to rock on stage when 21 was out. 21, 21, 21. Like, I was honestly the best goddamn time I've ever had. And also ruined my experience to ever doing a festival again because my nigga if I'm not all excess I will not be with the regular people in the crowd there was 40,000 people there and I was like nope <laughs> bitch hey I was I was recording the 40,000 people on stage like look at all these people and I just feel like I would never be able to do a Mandy festival Mandy B the exclusive bitch I ain't even gonna lie I felt VIP as fuck I was like I am VIP I was in the artist compound like <laughs> That's actually Got me and Mandy were talking free, with. Free. We were talking at Vice about how excited I am because Burning Man doesn't have any of that. Yeah, and I was like, nah, bro. So like, 
but also a lot of the festivals I've been to are larger, so it's different. You, I think there's only two stages at Dreamville. A lot of these have like five, yeah, or there six, was only two or, stages. so when the when it's smaller with forty thousand people, that's that's a lot. But um, actually, me and Dub when we did Mysteryland, it was so fucking big. Like you, you would have to run for at least three or four and five minutes to get to another stage. But I'm excited to do Burning Man. I wanted to like just bring that up one more time so you guys can find me. I had a black camp that wrote me that's gonna be out there. And if y'all are black and you doing Burning Man, why are you laughing? Oh, if you're black and you're doing Burning Man, I want you to hit me up because I. What is that? A corn and a pussy? Really? What? What is you? It's got a condom on it, at least. I am not playing. Our video guy just handed me his phone, and oh, and she's playing with her clit. She has Wait, a corn, corn in her pussy? A corn on the cob? You know it's a white pussy. I'd like to say that. Yeah, I'm not putting no corn That's in my pussy. That's probably what they do at Burning Man. But anyway, if you're black and you go to Burning Man and you've had experiences, I've never been to Burning Man, um, please hit me up. Let me know. I'm going with Andrew and Alex, and I know Andrew going to be in his white boy shit, and I'm going to be like, I'm done with you. I already know I'm getting fight with him on, like, day four, but then we're going to make up because it's all about peace and love. Yeah. But I'm super excited about that, <laughs> and I already have my gifts planned. I'm also doing a lecture there, so I'm, I'm really excited to meet y'all and just be in the dust. So I'm super excited about this episode, guys. We're doing kind of like a whole, whole mail rendition of a podcast so for this one we are starting out with our vanilla shit and the vanilla shit is super dope because they actually um i looked up an article based off of this whole mail we got hey ladies i'm a super fan of your podcast well i was watching a comedy show called speechless funny show by the way everybody keeps telling me to watch it i haven't it. seen it it's about a child who is a paraplegic surviving life's challenges in the episode he was being discriminated by his girlfriend's father so he wanted to be a bad boy being that he was he has no feelings in his lower body Anyways, long story short, he called for an aide, but the aide confused the call thinking he requested a sex surrogate. Being that I know you guys do a lot of research on sexual things and WPS would be an awesome discussion for your show. Anyways, thanks for reading and I'll keep listening. I've been looking for a sex bitch, surrogate and we I talked found about it. I didn't even know this um, shit was like for real, for with real. With Ashley's episode, Ashley, who is disabled, we talked oh, about so sex see, surrogate. Yeah, so I wasn't here for that. So for those who may be like confused with maybe what a sex surrogate means, because when I here's surrogate of course i'm thinking of someone who holds a baby for someone else so i went um and did a little bit of research and on so Bravo, surrogate i believe the word represents a replacement or like an alternate or like sense. a substitute that's okay. why so it relates Bravo, to bravotv.com um the article is sex surrogates sleep with their clients to help their lives and no it's not prostitution so sex surrogates actually work closely with sex therapists to help clients overcome sexual problems such as erectile dysfunction or sex trauma through actual physical intimacy. Did it say anything that about them sex. doing it for free? Because um, this is volunteer work so, in a lot of places. So right, the very next um, question is, they make good money, oh. comparable to a sex therapist. And the laws are strict as to how sex is handled so their career isn't confused with prostitution. There's a Netflix thing. Damn, I wish I could fucking remember the name with this older woman who takes people's... And she does that? She takes people's virginities and helps them through that experience. Really? So she would be considered a sex surrogate. She is a sex surrogate, yeah. Ah. And so, like, she walks them through their first time in sex. And I maybe I'm guessing it's not prostitution because there is a lot of therapy involved. Like, you don't just get there and you fuck. I think it's, like, an option that can happen. That's so, probably how they get around so that here's shit. So here's the laws. Um, sexual surrogacy has been legal since 2003. So it's fairly new to being legal. Um, it's remained pretty much That's unregulated. That's legal enough. Yeah, it's, it's been pretty much unregulated. It has been defined by the state of California as 
if it's between consensual adults and referred by licensed therapists and doesn't involve minors, then it is not illegal. Mm. Um, regulating the industry has as long as you been like, up. like what, what? As long as you're fucking someone consensual, yeah. not kids or hurting animals, then you good. They also um, have a whole association for it. So if you guys want to do further research um, into the industry, it's called the International Professional Surrogates Association. They credit surrogate, themse- Mandy. That's what I said. Surrogate. You, you keep saying surrogate. 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 What all the same shit? You saying surrogate? Which um, <laughs> they credit themselves with helping mostly men with physical disabilities, psychological traumas, Yo, or me. sexual shame. Again. This gallon of water is killing me. You're awful. But keep out See, now. this is why she don't work no more, y'all, because she can't do a job. She can't hold a pussy. Can't hold a pussy. Um, I actually did not know anything about um, this sex surrogacy being a thing. Um, it is important to also be working with a sex therapist, though, to understand what's going on mentally and what's leading someone to certain thoughts. Um, this is important because I, I say this often um, when it comes to sex. And we actually have a couple questions relating to the psychological aspects of sex and having sex with another person, a lot of sex is way more psychological than physical. Um, And I know that we look for the physical touch and penetration and all of these um, terms to describe what sex is. But in order to reach the climaxes and orgasms and actually enjoy it to how we want to, you really need to be in a, a mental state in which you can allow these things to happen to your body. Um, so this is interesting. If you guys want to look it up, um, again, they're called sex surrogates. Um, that's S-U-R-R-O-G-A-T-E-S. Um, this was a great thing. So our next um, topic that we're actually going to get into, I love, it is reference from a vanilla shit that I found. Um, And so I'm going to read the vanilla shit and then we're going to get into the kink of the week once Wheezy returns. Um, Here she goes. Cool. I was just I was just getting us into um, the kink of the week and the kink of the week. You guys think I have a UTI. I just want to explain. I've been drinking a gallon a day of water and I've only been doing it for the last five days. Everything is so my skin is fucking better. Everything is great. But it can't stop being like I'm. Honestly, I almost pissed myself when you were talking about, like, how you saw the world on the last episode you did. <laughs> and it's Listen, so I did hard, the world, bro. Goddamn. Like, look at this. If you're watching on YouTube, look how far down I am, bro. And I only started this at 10 a.m. Yeah, that's that a lot. That shit is just sitting on my fucking bladder. It's crazy. That's a lot. So I, I told them we're going to get into the kink of the week. And the kink of the week this week I actually chose from a Vanilla Shit article that I found. Um, so the Vanilla Shit article comes from New York Post. Um Man with bizarre horse fetish busted twice in 24 hours. Cocacity. Yes, I do also want to say when that you're a, a lot man, of these, a lot of these, um, Cocacity. vanilla shit articles Cocacity. that we find happened in the UK, and that's you where this took place. The horse and you just. So no, he didn't fuck the horse. Calm down. I could have kept going. The following is a high five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. I won! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win three spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again. Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. 
Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. A collision between a Chinese jet and an American spy plane. He came and rammed into our left wing. With relations increasingly strained, what are the chances of things spinning out of control? The Western world was asleep. I'm Gordon Carrera. I'll be exploring the friction in this most important of relationships and asking, has the West taken its eye off the ball? You cannot ignore China. From BBC Radio 4, this is Shadow War, China and the West. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. A UK man with a sick obsession for publicly masturbating near horses has been arrested twice within 24 hours for the same lewd offense. What? Malcolm Downs, he's 61 years old, who has a long, long history of pleasuring himself in front of mammals, was arrested on February 18th after he was spotted touching himself in a field in the city That's honestly even of worse. England. That's even worse than yes. fucking horse. This activity At least went the horse on- has a whole dick they can get. This is worse. Yeah. This activity went on for three or four minutes. His penis was exposed for about 10. When police grilled Downs about the illicit act, he told detectives, I was sat on a bench. I was feeling sexy, so I started to... Yeah. Um, but basically, yeah, um, he was released Does on it bail. Say that? To yeah. Um, no, it said dot dot dot. Oh. <laughs> um, um, Downs told cops he knew what he was doing was wrong. Um, the suspect was released on bail after saying he had. What did plan- he go to jail for? For showing like you can't. That's indecent exposure. Someone saw him oh, okay. masturbating in the field with the horses. Um, you know he's done that a million times. If he's only been in jail this twice, this is some shit. So I was like. Okay, so the nigga is not having sex with animals. We know that sex with animals is bestiality. So I was looking this up because it referred to it as a fetish. So there's actually three key terms commonly used to describe fetishes involving animals. And I wanted to get into the three. Um, Hopefully none of you guys are doing this, um, you know, but maybe if you are, we're not going to kick you. We could literally skip this whole thing. No, I mean, I'm just saying. I can't believe that this is where I draw the line, but I don't know why. This this is where you draw the line. He just... so what's funny is this, and when Kiki talked about the throw up and the anal bottle, you she, you want right? to know you want to know what's hilarious. As I'm looking for the kink that describes this, guess what comes up? Mad message boards about if it's okay to masturbate in front of your pets, and if masturbating in front of your dog or cat should cause any type of like arousal. I or, couldn't I couldn't do it because in front it's of my kind dog. of like you're being watched. I I know <laughs> like my dog used to be in the room because he used to be in the bed a lot, and I'd be like, Vladdy, you have to go. And I would, and I would hear this. And I'd so be like, like, God, are we trying to hurry up and come? Yeah. So, so that was what I found. So here's the three terms commonly used: um, zoophilia, bestiality, of course, and zoosexuality. So these are often used somewhat interchangeably. Some researchers distinguish between zoophilia and bestiality because bestiality is often not driven by a sexual preference for animals. 
Some studies have found that a preference for animals is rare among people who engage in sexual contact with animals. Furthermore, some zoophiles report that they have never had sexual contact with an animal. So I assume he would be considered a zoophile. I he would just assume he's masturbate. a fucking liar, too. Mas- masturbate. Masturbate. People with zoophilia are known as zoophiles, though also sometimes as zoosexuals, or even very simply, zoos. This is so WPS. Zoorosti, sodomy, and zoorostia are other terms closely re- related to the subject, but are less synonymous with the former terms and are seldom used. I can't remember where I found the acronym WPS when I started saying it. I think it was Broad City, but I, it had to be because they came across this. This is super WPS. Like, But I mean, what if a nigga got a pit bull? And he liked to masturbate in front of his pit bull. Why would you like to masturbate in front of your pit bull? Because maybe you like to be watched. And that's a really, I shouldn't have said black people had pit bulls. That's really bad of me to say. But, you know, you know, maybe you got a pit bull, right? See, black ass. Nigga in the room got it. He's like, I have a pit bull. What is, is it like the nigga Is dog. it a red nose? Jesus just got one. What is it? Red nose, blue nose, whatever, however the fuck you. Oh, oh red nose. We, All right. So I do want to start off. We got to start this off with a bang. So a lot of the questions that you guys sent in are, are, home, are horrible decisions for this week is just all home mail. Yes. But I want to start off with something that was not a question. But will be unsolicited advice that we're going to give you. We have a Patreon uh, message that we received Wednesday night. And here it goes. This is the unicorn from the February Atlanta show. Oh. I wanted to give you my rundown on the interactions thus far with the couple. If you guys need some context on this, me and Mandy talk about it all the time. Yeah. At one of our live shows, we were so elated that a woman stood up and asked, hey, hey, like, where can we find unicorns? And the person that was maybe two seats over from her was a unicorn, and they linked up. Here we go. <laughs> I'm mad because I remember what they look like. I remember so exactly like, what they look like. And I feel bad, but I don't. Originally, <laughs> they invited me out the same night as the show. I had made plans already, so I suggested we do brunch the next morning. They picked the spot, Milk and Honey. Nice spot. Oh, I was supposed to go there. They also invited another friend. She was cool. We all order food plus a picture of mimosa. Smash cut to the bill. Mandy, I know you got my back here, which I want to stop you right there. Bitch, when and ever did you think that I would think it was okay? I I don't know what I've given you guys, what opportune you've taken by the things that I've said about wanting to take care of things for whether it be scissors or be a sugar mama one day. I would never, ever ever tell you that this shit was okay not that i don't have it but y'all trying to fuck me right then court me my tab was only about 30 dollars, and that included the tip kind of turned me off i'm the type that feels that any man who wants a threesome should be able to support a threesome i.e dinner and drinks for the women involved so basically cause, cause after it, trying, it sounds a little basically if you guys because i got a little bit lost in the story basically they all went to brunch and when the bill came out they split it. The man so did not pay for the After brunch, bill. they invited me out to the Trap Museum. I declined because I had a two-hour drive home. So tip for unicorn hunters. Wine and dine her. She's a damn unicorn. I asked right. her if I could read this. She's like, oh, on Patreon, like, yeah, and I appreciate you for letting us read this because I promise you this is going to help the greater good. I get tired of the threesome <laughs> question, and I think it's mainly because y'all know I have quite a few, and you ask us what we should do. Go to episode 17. You ask where you're going to meet these people, whatever. My main objective I want for this entire fucking show, even though I had my be kind shit in the beginning, my fourth thing I should have said is treat the person you're inviting to your bedroom. Yes. Don't ask 
ask me to fuck you and your husband and then even watch and then him. I got to split the bill with your pussy. I, I really Ew. am kind of disappointed because this couple was so cool. We've met them twice. I've technically I've, three times. So they came to our club shit after opium in Atlanta. That's like that first time. I'm so disappointed that a couple so experienced could even let this yeah. happen. I, and, yeah, I, and then I thought I for a second. Okay, well, they, well, they weren't experienced. She said they do it all the time. Oh, the the then the other thing I was thinking of was um you know okay well their friend was there so did that all cut but no not even then not even then you guys are fucking tripping my nigga Niggas how really as a woman could you have sit there and known and watched your fucking man only pick I don't even know if you and your man regularly split but you should have definitely sung a different fucking tune that night how yeah, dare you sure. how fucking dare you have insinuated that you you wanted me to fuck y'all and you couldn't pay for my food. You know what? I really appreciate that she mentioned the price because that even makes, $30. It, that worse. makes it worse. You know why that it makes it worse? worse. Because that, that couple worse. definitely has $30. $30. You just yeah. really cannot teach some people to be courteous. I'm almost disgusted <laughs> that like y'all met at our show. I also want to say for a lot of the men who want to engage in threesomes, like not only is it going to be a lot of work in the bedroom, but it is work outside of the bedroom. And I feel like you definitely know you now have to court two women and you should make that person who's joining you in the bedroom feel even like she's more Ex- welcome. You, you, know need, like- you know what? Y'all maybe don't like him. Man, it's a lot of y'all love the advice. Anthony said, take, take this one fucking piece. Be rich enough for three dates. And I ain't even telling them y'all got to do that. But if you can't get what you want by those three dates, at least show me that in three dates. Y'all had three $10 bills? Yeah, I shared on a... I shared on a Patreon episode a threesome that I recently just had with a homegirl of mine. And she was actually in Atlanta um, during our live show. And her and her her boyfriend had me in the group chat wanting me to come over. And I was like, bitch, you ain't flying me to Atlanta. You ain't paying for this Airbnb. I'm here working, and I genuinely didn't even want to give them no pussy because I'm like, yo, nigga ain't even working for it, nothing right now. Like, at least last time I got a flight out the goddamn shit and a whole goddamn trip out of it. Like, now, no, I'm not just going to fuck you because we're all in the same city. So I I think, yeah, like, you need to kind of put in some type of goddamn effort. If you I mean, I'm going I'm I'm to say for that one, I think a little different because, like, okay, I get it, like, the trip the first time, but if you guys really clicked and you wanted to fuck, I get it. No, I'm not just fucking you and your boyfriend just I mean, I would ex- you and your boyfriend. Not when I'm in the Some city people and I'm be working. that horny though. Yeah, I wasn't that horny. Um, but I mean, I think at least like offering <clears throat> to take someone to dinner and treating you them know, to something is something at kind. Least. And I'm kind of shocked that as someone that was saying like they know that this is all I'm saying is I don't I can't speak for how many threesomes they had. I don't know them, but I do know that the first time I met them, they were talking about it, mm-hmm. and the second time <laughs> they came to the show, they said it again. I cannot believe this is like basic step one. So I'm gonna just say it one more time. Places to find a threesome, best advice to find a threesome. And, and this will be the last, I ain't even gonna hold I'm tired you. of Can it. we stop getting the goddamn threesome questions? Like, th- we, have, we have episodes with threesome in the titles. So go you know what? I'm search. actually gonna put a note in my phone to put this in the description. Threesome tips at 33 minutes. Yes. Okay. Let's start, all right? Here we go. I'm gonna give you basic ones. I gave it at the last Chicago show, and I think it was great advice. Let's say that you guys are not the type to go out. Let's say that you guys maybe shouldn't be showing your faces in that city. Make a Tinder page. Start slow. Whether it be just a guy or just a girl, I think the best thing to do if you don't make a couple pages is just a girl. Let's say that you really can't put your face on there. 
take a picture of you two, blur it out. Take special made pictures for that Tinder and blur your shit out, right? Get in the bed, take something cute together, do whatever. I really enjoy when I'm swiping, seeing pictures of couples having fun. I think that's great. If you got to blur your faces, do your thing. And you're very specific when you say something like, hey, looking for someone to join us on dates, blah, 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 blah. Don't lead women on. I hate swiping... um, you know, a girl where in the description they say nothing about them having a boyfriend that wants to fuck me too. I hate that That is shit. really a turn off. So even if you don't have your boyfriend in the picture, at least say, hey, this is what I'm looking for. Yes, I okay? hate that. I think that we all have to remember that talking about sex kind of very upfront and forward on a Tinder is a little too abrasive. In my honest opinion, I think that you should at least be a little more kind when like or just be suave about the shit and say like, hey, would love to take you out for drinks, smoke, link up. Let's have some fun together. Also use the words like we would like to take yeah, you out. We. Knowing that a couple can do that makes it more exciting. Anyone I know that's played a unicorn, even like Mandy just sitting right here saying I got a trip out of it like it is very exciting to be treated especially by a couple two do she, not she do this shit for me. if he your fucking money, boyfriend great. wants it and you don't do not do that shit 100% dumb three do not do this shit if you're not attracted to women. I don't care. I know some people say, oh, whatever. Maybe you can. Be. No. If you're not attracted to women, if you're not ready to eat some vagina, it's going to be crazy. And I read a tweet the other day that said, you know what? I think all the time about having threesome. It's like, OK, eating pussy cool until it's in your mouth. If you feel like that, don't fucking do it. Unless you and her both are not doing it. I don't know. I'm just saying I don't see why you would want to have sex with someone you don't want to have sex with. Don't do that. Another thing, if you really feel like you can't do it in your city and you and your man are taking a trip to, let's just say, Detroit, pay the fucking $10. If you don't have the $10, you shouldn't be having threesomes because someone in the audience is like, we on budget, sis. Fuck that. Passport Tinder, 10 bucks, white people in other cities. This gets you very open to the idea of women together. You get to see each other's type, shit like that. If you guys just want to fuck and have the experience, go to a strip club. Maybe they'll offer some pussy to you. I don't know what else to tell y'all. I know that I'm sounding really annoyed, but I'm just so tired of the threesome question. Is is it just me? Nope, I think you said everything, too. I mean, damn. If you don't want to use Tinder, Field, F-E-E-L-D, Thrinder was the old title. Field is another way to uh, find someone. My Wild Lifestyle is another website. Um, Or I am very pro-sex work. Let's support another woman in our community. Eros, paying for escorts. If you just want someone who's A, professional, B, will get out of your life when you're done with it, and C, you just want the sexual experience, pay for it. If you cannot pay for it. And they're fairly cheap. They're going for like 200 for the hour and shit. So, I mean, yeah, like. You can do it. Y'all don't be fucking for an hour anyway. I know that a lot of people like wouldn't pay for it, but I think that if you have a man and you're maybe a little too uh, apprehensive to meeting a woman together, and, you know, people say, oh, should you do it with a friend or a stranger? Like, y'all are too worried about what'll happen after. Pay for it. Pay for it. Because, One thing I know, and the escorts I've met in their life, in my life, they are all about their money and that's and, it. And giving a good and they experience. not gonna catch feelings with your nigga. Nope. They just want the money, and that's it. And they going on to their next client. Okay, exactly. Um, so yeah, I don't have any. I think you kind of did it all for the threesomes, and I'm glad. I specifically did not pick. I said any, 33. I didn't either. I specifically did not pick any threesome questions because of that, bro. When I see people send the threesome, and I don't want you guys yeah, to be no. deterred. Don't get me wrong. If you guys have a question that's like more in depth about the threesome, sure. But asking, but asking how us to where. have and where to find a third person, it's honestly a case by case basis. So this next one, I really like this question. Um, so, hey y'all, 
been listening to you guys for a while and telling all my friends. Thank you guys, by the way, for telling all your friends about us. I've learned so much listening and got comfortable exploring kinks. I've been a serial monogamous for as long as I can remember. Every guy I've slept with, I've been dating or ended up dating for a while. I'm over that shit. I went through a rough breakup and just want to do me for a few years. That being said, going from constant sex to no sex is rough. I'm trying to figure out how to casually date while not while not leading people on and not ending up in a relationship again. Any tips on communication, getting comfortable and dating multiple people? Love the show and love the positive vibes. I like that. Getting, I do. Getting comfortable dating multiple people. I do too. I think the best advice someone gave me because I am such an emotional person was being honest about expectations while dating multiple people. Mm. Like, if you just want sex and some fun, you have to really mean it when you say it. Don't have sex and some fun and then get upset when you know he's doing the same thing. And just naturally, we can be possessive or jealous people. And and there's this, there's this little thing that's innate, I think, when dating with competition and, and things like that, right? Like, for example, you could know a man is in love with you and you see his ex and you'd be like, change it. Because you want to, like, know you've got this leg up, like, because we care about that person. So we want to make sure, like, we're the one they love and they're blah, blah, blah about, right? You got to let a lot of that go. And when you can let that go for real, and it took me a long time to not have jealous feelings with, you know, my partners. I would say literally till the last, like, fall of last year. And I've been doing this show two years with you. Just recently, am I totally okay? That shit takes a I, while. I said it on the episode with um, with Andrew that men lie to us and we lie to ourselves. And I think that no, that's, I think no, he when, said that. no. Are you did? Yeah, women, that was a gem. We, we lie to um, we we lie to ourselves, and I think that that's one of the biggest things in not only communicating with someone else, but literally communicating it with yourself, and really knowing what you're going into. A relationship with somebody for and I say relationship but it doesn't have to be a boyfriend girlfriend relationship monogamous relationship when you're having sex with someone you're relating with someone else and you have a relationship whether it's a situationship or not yeah um so I feel like in terms of dealing with multiple people um you need to be very clear on your intentions Thank with you. them and also communicate what they're looking for because if they are something someone who's looking for a relationship and you just want to date multiple people you should probably let that person know up front um I think that that's very important if you're someone who genuinely right now does not want a relationship. A lot of men do it to us all the time. They'll tell us up front, listen, I'm not looking for anything serious. And I think as women, it's okay for us to say that to men as well. And honestly, as a woman, a man will be happy to hear that nine times out of 10 because they like to know that you're not going to now stress the idea of a title or the, just the pressure of a relationship or what they can genuinely offer to you at that time won't be on the table when I, you're literally I, yeah, saying it, you it just... It's a lot of pressure in the beginning that can really turn someone off. Um, I just had a, a a friend of mine that lives in LA. I went to her wedding. She recently got married. She's been dating her husband three years. And yesterday she posted a DM where her husband asked her out on Instagram and he said three years ago, she was like, you keep checking for me or something like, what's, what's good, nigga? And he said, I ain't trying to wife you or nothing like that. I'm just trying to chill and have some drinks. Shit. And they got married. And I thought that was so fucking wow, dope. Wow, that is funny. Because we always be like, niggas be telling you. And, and, you know, even in our salty little video. But I think it's dope. And the reason I think that happened to her and happened to him is because they both had no expectations. Right. So it's a lot easier when you're not putting that pressure to fall in love and appreciate someone. You know why? Because we're not putting up this, like, I have to be this, this, and this. Yeah. You know? 
I was out on dates with a guy. I'll never forget it. And I knew he was more into me than I was into him. And he would start to say things I liked, and I didn't believe him. He'd be like, yo, I love going to the museum and blah, 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 blah. Oh, I love this. And and, and then he would say things like, yeah, man, like I just bought my my new crystals and sage. And I'm like, that nigga lying. But I know that, I mean, girls do that too. We we, we do this. Right, people do the, it, yeah. The, the, the pick me mentality where because you want to become a girlfriend or because you want to become a wife, you start doing things that you think are girlfriend material or that you think this guy would like and now you have to be this way when in reality I think it's super dope to just genuinely find someone that you mesh with because you're able to be yourself yeah um, it, it feels good to, to have someone know exactly who you are and which yeah. you know back Same. to even Lauren's thing like just her saying he, I was completely myself without my quote unquote cool mask I remember um, one of the last times Jeeves came over I was like oh I, I don't even know why I did it it was a whole lie we've known each other for over a year now he came over and I had all these water bottles open because I'll drink a water bottle and whatever throughout the day. And I was like, oh, normally I, you know, I have it out of this and like I, I, I normally recycle it and I put it away. And he was like, no, you don't, dude. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I don't. And he was like, and I love it. And he was like, every morning I got to pick this shit up. Like, it's, it's fine. And I think that kind of accepting your flaws and like not getting so overboard on what you think this person will want, want is, yeah. is going to help. And I think that that helps with dating multiple people at the same time. Like just genuinely being yourself, letting them know and not sitting here feeling like you have to tie yourself into a relationship. I think that has a lot to do with women feeling like their worth is tied to being claimed. Um, and it's okay to just date multiple people. And even when you date, you have to realize you don't have to be having sex with all these people. I like to do the ideal of car- car- compartmentalizing um, the niggas that I talk to. There's niggas that I just like to have phone conversations with. There's some that I actually like FaceTiming. Some I like having sex with. Some I don't. Some I just like going out with. Some and people that's okay don't, like, well. are not great on the phone. That's crazy. Like, yeah, some aren't. You know, I, one of the actually things that are very vital for me is talking on the phone with lovers. Like, if men are not phone people, I genuinely don't feel like it'll work out. Like, I love to sit on the phone. I love to be able to call someone when work sucks and they just listen to me for five minutes. Actually, Beard Bay recently told me on the phone, he was like, my nigga, you literally have told me this story three times about these people at your job. And I'm like, I know! I just want you to listen to me. Like, that's really what I want. And just to know that, like, somebody can give you what you need, those things I need. I call my friends on the phone. I want to call my fucking man. It's so weird. Yeah, it's... I don't know. I I talk to, to... Shit, maybe one or two friends daily, but... Other than that, I'm not a phone person, um, only because between work, being on the phone, the podcast and talking, when I get home, it's my quiet place. I just like to sit in and watch Married to Medicine or Real Housewives of Atlanta and all of my fucking shows, Project Runway. Like, I'm into all of my shows. And so when I get home, I'll text and that's it. And when I'm at work, I can't be on my phone. I text. So I become a, a texter and talking on the phone does become good. Like a guy who came back from the past, um, I really like what he's talking about right now. Um, he's, he no longer plays football, but he just does a lot of things investing wise. And he's now in a space where he's looking for a partner. We spent two hours on the phone the other night and I was like, oh, this this felt great. Yeah. And then we've been texting ever since because I'm like, nigga, I can't do that all the time. It's a nice feeling when you can connect on the phone because it's something that's so forgotten. Yeah. You know, like I'm just like, fuck that. Book my flight. We could talk in person. I think the three things that I love that are most forgotten that I used to really love was one handwritten things. Two, oh, I do the phone, and three, actual photographs that are tangible. Like, yeah, I, it's funny. I was actually gonna go to to Walgreens and like the pictures from the festival and even pictures from our live show and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I I want to start getting 
picture albums again. I have like five in the I house. did that growing up. It's crazy. Like when people come over, like I know they laugh at me because like I'm so used to going to my phone to share memories. So if you're in my home, anyone that's listening that's been to my house, you know I have these albums. Like I have binders of things and it feels really good. And even though it can get like a little cluttered, it feels really good. My refrigerator's covered with pictures. I love pictures. I just bought a Polaroid. Um, tangible photos feel good. Actually, for Christmas, I sent Christmas card to Colette with a picture of us in there. And just thanked her for being a great friend. And she said to me later, she's like, I can't believe you sent me a picture. I can't believe. <laughs> you know, but how many, like, how good would that feel? Mm-hmm. And just writing with your hand, I love you or I care about you to someone is a big deal. My friends make fun of me all the time because I like to go into photo booths everywhere. Yeah. And then when we travel. I love those little things. Then when we travel, I'm the one paying. When we on the tour, I'm paying the $25 for the little big picture of us standing in front of whatever you the fuck. you got to, bro. That's I why cruises make so much money on those photos because we don't have I buy all anymore. of them. Fucking Jesse at our shit in Miami, she got this photo booth shit. And I'm like... I don't know why, like you're you're looking for a sponsor for this. Like we don't need this. Like we should be I working on it. something else. I wish, I wish we could. It do was such a great idea. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas, and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Hello, iHeart listener. We have a confession to make. Both iHeart and this commercial you're listening to right now would probably sound a heck of a lot better on the new Roku Pro Series TV. It's got side-firing speakers that fill your room with sound, Dolby Atmos audio that puts you right in the middle of the entertainment, and the ability to pair seamlessly with your home theater sound systems that already have surround sound and booming bass. If all that sounds too good to be true, it'll sound even better on the new Roku Pro Series. Your hearing isn't better. Your TV is. So the next question is from one of our young listeners. Shout out to y'all. Hi, Mandy and Weezy. You guys can call me G. Very much enjoy your podcast while at work and wanted to ask y'all what I should do about this situation. I am 19, dating my very committed girlfriend who has showed me everything but love in every way for the past 11 months. But we have a problem. I can't come. On my prom night, I received my first blowjob, which was amazing, toe curling and all. And there is one problem. I did not come. (sighs) Keeping it short, it went on till her arm and jaw hurt from doing it for over 30 minutes. And I told her to stop whenever she needs. She did so and went on with our relationship. Also, that was not her first rodeo. And she went through her whole phase in high school, but fell hard for me. Now, after so many amazing blowjobs, I still haven't came He said from... amazing blowjobs. Yeah. I was actually just wondering, like, what if they... No, that he great? said they're amazing. He said toe curling. I still haven't came from her blowjobs. And now, whenever we fuck, lost my V-card in October, which is also amazing, which makes this very confusing and very concerning. So he doesn't... He can't come, come from sex either? No. I don't know if it's my stamina or just my head fighting my head, since I do suffer from anxiety. We've spoken and joked about it, and she said... 
It might just be that I have a lot of stamina since every time I masturbate, it takes about 40 minutes on average. God wow. damn. I would like your opinion. I've listened to your podcast and applied a lot to our relationship to the point I gave someone who didn't like head to her hugging and kissing me after saying, don't leave me after I'm done. So thank y'all for all the tips on treating and pleasing my woman and can't wait for all the future episodes. Also, I've introduced my girl to y'all since I love your convos. We have been very adventurous to beach blow jobs and head in the dressing rooms and stores. Hope to see you at a future live show. Keep up the tips and good luck. P.S. My girl reminds me very much of Mandy. She enjoys giving me head very dominant. And I like the idea of pegging. Don't know about that yet, um, but just getting freaking and just freaking was overall from G. I really wish that we would have read this question with someone better suited to answer because I think there's a lot more going on that we can't really speak to. I mean, we have men in the room. Would Do y'all have issues with coming or when you guys were younger? I want to, he's 19 and just lost her, his virginity. So I want to speak to that. I used to go for hours. Well, can you come on the mic so that they can, I, I want, so y'all, we're, this is our camera guy, guys. Welcome Benson on the show. He's please. Indian. Give a, he's not no. a doctor. <laughs> yeah, he's not. <laughs> Can we? No, no, no. Come back. Come back. Can you share? Fucking Jesus and me. So so with this, I wanted to focus more so on his age and being that he just lost his virginity. If this is something that maybe uh, most men would experience. I don't know about most men, but I'll tell you firsthand is that I lost my virginity when I was 18. And the way I lost it, first off, I was watching a podcast, didn't actually lose it, had a stroke of impotence for the lip service. Okay. Shout, shout out, out. Okay. Hey. Um, it was actually the Mano and Uncle Murder episode. Okay. Talking about masturbating. My my ex put that shit on. It was so weird. But um, oh but here's the thing. I actually didn't get hard. I actually had impotence for the first month, and that was like very stressful, humiliating. But after that, well, wait. Which so you weren't getting hard for the mm-mm. first month? Uh, anxiety. It was all in my head. Okay. So like but him. After that. Then I was fucked for hours straight. I mean, obviously, the first time was like five minutes. Then I worked my way up, and then I was just fucking for straight hours, and we had to take breaks, and her pussy hurt. Why did you feel like you couldn't uh, come? Um, come? Don't know. See, that's why I'm, I was trying to put my head around. Like, because it happened young. to you, too, but while you were young and just... And it was weird. Like, my, my, my ex was crazy. She was like, oh, he must be fucking other people because my dick wasn't working. My dick was overworking. She was like, what the fuck is the issue now? Like... Oh. She used to get pissed. I have no clue so why. So that's not an issue for you now, right? No. Do you know what you did for that to change? Was it a, was it a change in partners? Was it a change in your thoughts around sex? What made it to where you were then able to have, I guess, regular sex and this wasn't an issue? I really couldn't put a pin on it. Out of nowhere, it just started changing. Like, uh, like, because me and my ex were on and off. So then it became, like, got down to, like, 40 minutes. And then we had a lot of public sex. So I was like, you know, I'm in a rush right now, you know? Okay. So, so like, well, that that was an idea. Beating the clock. So that's mm-hmm. something that maybe he could consider even to see maybe what's changing in his mindset. Maybe when he's in the house, he feels like he has all the time in the world. And maybe he can come faster if he does it in, in public more. But what I will say but is that. legally in public, guys. What I will there say. There is no legally in public. No? At a sex club. Um, what? That's in public, like, technically? No. No. And, um, <laughs> nah, I don't, it's not. Okay. So, um, what I will say is that anxiety is closely linked to impotence and not being able to come. I'll let you guys know that right now. First yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, I want to let everybody know that. It's important. Be trip. careful. Talk that's to somebody. So talk, talk to your other therapist. dudes. Maybe th- Please oh, talk to your other dudes in private. Maybe just slightly bring it up. My How do y'all bring are, up dick talk in front of other dudes? It's hard because a lot of dudes... <laughs> dick talk! Because a lot of dudes don't do want to talk about that. A lot of dudes are like all about like, you know, Yo, my shit's on swole. But then I don't know where I brought it up and then four of my other closest dudes were like, yeah, man, I don't know. It happened I had an issue and then I was like, yeah, I man. I if there's like a close older person in your life that can like walk you through that moment because sometimes... 
at that age are so immature mm. that you mm. maybe mm. can't. How old were you? I was 18. Okay, he's 19. So yeah, about the same That's about the same age. Advice. Thank you. Thank you, Vincent. You coming through with shit. So here's what I was thinking about when he was saying that. Um, there's one of my favorite parts, and it's the very beginning of Charlemagne's last book, Shook One. Did you read it? Um, it's on my bookshelf. I haven't read it though. <laughs> so I didn't read it. There's an awesome. It's on my bookshelf though. There's an awesome part in the beginning where he talks about an anxiety he had attack he had going down on his wife. And he says his wife always squirts. They've been together like 18 years and he was going down on her and he was high. And he's like... He thought he was going to drown. And he, <laughs> He's like, I kept doing it. I was wondering why she wasn't squirting. And I fucking freaked out. And he's like, I had so much anxiety. And she was laughing. And it was a great story. Actually, f- f- embarrassing as fuck. When I met his wife, I mentioned it. And she was like, oh my God! <laughs> she was like, I hate that part. <laughs> but it's the beginning. It's the first chapter. And I think that that was such a dope part of the book because even for so long you can get with someone and you can get Mm -hmm. that anxiety but I think what it has to do with is there always feels like there's a clock on sex yeah and a lot of us have to take that out which is why I kind of like that thing of like talk about amazing sex without coming like we women feel like men have to come for it to be over and men feel like they have to wait for women before they can come sometimes and we don't really like get to enjoy it anymore it's like Mm -hmm. we're figuring out what position we have to be in so we can come and I think that we should just like explore bodies more so like a lot more licking and touching and like getting into your senses to really turn you on just like women take a long time to get wet kind of remember that like men can sometimes take there's a thing that uh, I almost said his name Jeeves does with me body worshipping and he would literally sit in front of my ass or my pussy and talk about it, talk to it, lick me, fucking tell me how hot I am, put his fingers in it, his mouth, his nose, whatever, his dick, take it out, do other shit to it. And it's like it gets me so fucking riled up. And I don't want to speak for their sex, but I would guess at 19, maybe exploring and taking time doesn't seem like no. a thing because I didn't do shit like that at 19. So I think talking to an older friend that's mm-hmm. mature enough to not laugh at you Two, looking into that anxiety or sexual therapy or stuff like that if you have insurance. It's covered. And three, do some more foreplay and things. A lot more foreplay. Yeah. I just had for the, like, and y'all know I don't like head. So I I had sex with someone um, recently, and it was our first time having sex, but we've known each other for years. And he got, like, he got really hard the night before but in the morning he wanted sex again and he just was getting like medium hard like but not all the way hard yeah, to yeah. where it just it just wasn't going and I was like nigga you, you kind of gotta stay on so finally we, we, we fucked but it just wasn't staying he went, he got soft again and so he like got into this place where he literally laid in between my legs and just put his mouth like it was head but finger popping at the same time and literally made me so wet and I came that way so much so, of course, I wanted fucking penetration after. But I was like, Nick, like, got me way wetter than when we were That's when we like were some fucking. And it was shit. so he literally. Which is funny because you talk about how you don't really like him. No, and he laid between my legs and was just like looking and like was working it like. But it wasn't all head. It was a lot of finger play. It was him looking into my eyes, like him wanting to hear me moan, and it was just very intense. And I got so fucking wet. I was like, oh my god, that <gasps> that right there though, taking that extra time to like please someone, being a giver helps. Actually, one thing this is really dumb, but it's true. One of the hardest I've ever came. Oh, I can't even. It always sounds like I'm on my period with her. You nasty. Years ago, 
Okay, I'm gonna nasty say this is like six, seven years ago. You've been licking blood. Nasty I couldn't. Ass. I was on my you period, so I couldn't have blood. sex. Right, with scissors. She came over. She was drunk. She came over from the club, and she got on top of me, and was like rubbing on me, and we were like dry humping, and I was so fucking horny, and I realized it's because I have never really been teased. So like teasing, like you I love know, teasing. I love it. I think y'all should try that in your foreplay because if you can't, some people think foreplay is just eating pussy and sucking dick, and it's not. Right. So we have one more um, listener letter, guys, or home mail. My bad. Um, hey, ladies, I've been listening to your show for a while now. It was put on by my homegirl. I love it, and it opens my mind to things um, that I've never considered, and fuels the questions I bombarded my vanilla ass friends with. Mm. But my purpose in writing is that I've been having a lot more casual sex since my last breakup. She's the complete opposite of our first writer. Way back in 2017. And at first, it was hella lit. It was exciting. I was coming pretty much every time, learning new tricks and all. But now it's kind of died out for me. Even sex with the people who were oh so amazing before now have me dry and disappointed. I wasted gas pulling up or allowed their presence in my queendom. What can I do to get that spark back? and sexual interest back into my life. Signed, bored, and sexually uninterested. And I picked this because in the beginning of this year, I was having quite a bit of casual sex um, with a lot of repeating partners, um, but I was weaning, trying to wean myself off of 24-7, which is it's getting there. Um, and I was telling my friends that I thought my pussy was broke. Because I was having sex with like people who weren't 24-7, my pussy was the driest it was it had been I was mad every time I had sex because I was like this is why I don't have casual sex with other people I was frustrated and I was like y'all my pussy's broke I wasn't interested in having sex I went on quite a little a, a dry spell didn't want to fuck 24-7 didn't want to fuck anyone regular because I was genuinely not enjoying the sex so I read this and I was like this is what happened to me and I feel like in a in a bit of it you have casual sex and yeah it's fun but when you're having casual sex with multiple partners, you miss a lot of the things psychologically that you like in a partner, such as the cuddling, such as the conversation, the intimacy. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're not um, doing the things that essentially you want them to do. Or maybe you really don't want this sexual connection with someone as much as you want a conversation with them. Um, and I felt like that's kind of where I was so maybe you were enjoying this casual sex with all these partners and it was fun and you were coming because you kind of didn't want anything else you just wanted sex Sometimes you just wanted like that sex, fun also people say is a replacement for something else it is. For, right? it is but I um so I went through a really scary moment like towards the end of February where like when my aunt died I was like scared to masturbate or have sex because I felt like she was watching me it's really dumb but I was like freaking out like my grieving process fucked up masturbation and one of the things that helped me was a little bit of time, but like erotica. I read a lot already. Mm, but like erotica really fucking helps me. And I don't know what it is. And I think it's because when you're reading, and this is much why when books turn into movies, people can't appreciate that. Yeah, I hate it. Because we all imagine it in a different mm, except way. Except for Boris Cujo. Oh, that's who I would ever envision. Book into a movie? Addicted. Zane. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Zane went to the so, movie. So, like, we kind of picture, you know, the book a certain way, and then the movie comes out, and it's not what we wanted. That's what's so great about books. Your imagination runs so wild. Mm -hmm. Reading erotica really got my pussy to work. I, I, I really can't give any other advice because I think t sometimes it just takes time, and I think it takes a little bit of solo time to, like, work through that feeling. But when it's there, you feel like it's never going to be over, bro. It sucks. Yeah. So, um, I think that 
honestly, you should maybe come more in tune with yourself. Um, stop giving your energy to so many people. Um, I believe that when you do have sex with someone, it's a transfer of energy. So maybe the things that are going on with your partners are now draining into you, whether it be something negative going on in their lives or maybe they're just exhausted or maybe they're not performing to, to what they used to. There could be so many things, but when you give yourself to someone specifically sex and when having casual sex, you are draining yourself more than you know. And so it may be a time to where you just need some time for yourself. Something that I like to do. It's just a lot. It's another it person. And something that I like to do when I feel like I've just given too much energy to my male counterparts or my sexual partners or whatever the case may be, I literally enjoy a trip with my friends and I... I stop answering their calls and no I don't want to see you I have plans with my friends I make a lot of plans with my friends and I get my energy back up in and being grateful and happy for life the people in my circle and what's going on in my life before I can allow myself to release energy to somebody else so that's kind of what got me over my little dry spell um when dealing with multiple sexual partners just taking a break and enjoying other people around me that I'm not having sex with, specifically male friends, male friends that you aren't having sex with, spending time around them because then you just get to appreciate men again and their energy and the testosterone and just men for being men without having to attach the sexual connection with them. So yeah. that would be my advice. Um, again, we want to shout out to everyone who's came out to our live shows. They've been fucking amazing. I can't wait to see everyone in LA. And of course we're wrapping up in Toronto. Um, I'm excited to see you all. I hope you guys um, continue showing your support to our patrons. We realize that y'all who cannot find it, it's because it is 18 and up because um, we be, you know, posting a little nasty shit or whatever. But if you want to become patrons, go ahead and sign up. It's at patreon.com backslash horrible decisions. You get three bonus episodes. We've been getting a lot of tweets and IG posts that y'all are all cut up and you don't know what to do now. Actually, there are over 30 fucking episodes. I was going to say, even more than like our episodes too, which are really fun to make and really personal. Um, we have such a community of people that mm -hmm. talk, like people that go to the shows together that are going alone, girls that met up and got high together. Yep. It's really, really fun. A girl met her neighbor. Posted on there and realized that one of the other patrons was a neighbor. They were in like and they Milwaukee or something. And they came yeah. to the live show together in Chicago. Yes. That shit is wild. It was super dope. It's really fun. And we have a thread where we started a thread where everyone says their age, their name, where oh, they're from, right. what they do, and what they'd like to do for fun. And it's connected so many of our patrons to go out because, of course, we like to think that the people who listen to this podcast, whether you're vanilla, whether you're kinky, wh wherever you land in the spectrum, a lot of our listeners are like people. That was like people. our most wrote on post, too. I was yeah. like, I told my name. And what I like to do for fun and what I do on the weekends and things that make me happy. And people just emulated the same way. I actually didn't drop my age. And everybody was like, oh, I'm 42. And I was like, oh, whoa. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. We have listeners from the ages of 18 all the way up into their 50s and 60s. So shout out to everyone on Patreon. And thank you guys again for supporting us. As always, we're going to leave you guys with a bonus clip from one of our bonus episodes. And if you kind of like what you hear and want to hear more, go ahead and sign up and be a patron. You can be a patron for as little as $2 a month just to show your support, but $5 a month gets you three bonus episodes. Once again, this has been yet another episode of Horrible Decisions. Love you. Bye. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger, you 
Jiffy, would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won! Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing High Five Casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Whoa! <laughs> I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your High Five moment today? Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Hello, I'm Dr. Michael Mosley, and I want to let you know about my new immersive BBC Radio 4 podcast series, Deep Calm. It's all about how to tap into and activate a remarkable system that we all have, hardwired, inside of us, our relaxation response. And it's been developed to be listened to at any time you want to really unwind. I hope you'll listen wherever you get your BBC podcasts.